Celestial citizens, I'm Britt Duffy Adkins, and this is Continuum. The universe is expanding, and so is the space industry. With all the new announcements, launches, and developments, it can be a lot to keep up with. So, we're here to help. And whether you're a space enthusiast or just starting to look up at the stars, we're the outlet providing space news to everyone. Yes, flat earthers will call us fake news, and we wear that badge proudly. So, without further ado, here's Continuum. This week, we're joined by our co-host, the incomparable Tony DiBernardo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we also have a very special guest this week, Tarek Waked. Tarek, thanks for being here. Tarek is a founding partner at Type 1 Ventures and also sits on the board of SpaceForge and Gravitics. And we have a lot of questions for you today, Tarek. So I have a lot of excited. answers for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Also, before we get started, I'd like to um, extend a really big thank you to our latest sponsors, uh, Copper Moon Coffee, which we are all enjoying you hear here. That? I bet they Cheers. can hear it too. Yeah, you can like hear the real good. And it's like a hundred degrees outside, it so it's fitting <laughs> that we're drinking this. I do have to say to uh, just to add to this intro of them, this is not like a standard. Uh, sponsor we I've been this is my favorite coffee for years I reached out to them they agreed that it was a great fit and now we're drinking it yeah. on the show and we're working with them it's yeah. so fun and we get to drink more coffee it's good coffee. and if you want coffee or any of this like sweet space merch here uh, that Tony and I are sporting sorry Tarek uh, we should have brought you one, but <laughs> but anyway, you can use Celestial 20 as a discount code to get 20% off everything on their website. So thank you, Copper Moon. We appreciate you. Is um, the moon made of copper? It is. <laughs> it's is cheese, it? right? Oh, the moon. No, the cheese. Moon. It's yeah. cheese. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah, where does the Copper Moon name come from? Do you know, Tony? You know, I... We should have asked. We should <laughs> Maybe mixing more. How much copper is actually on the moon? Do we know that? Um, We're supposed to ask you the hard questions. Uh, I probably <laughs> have a textbook that answers that question. But, like, I don't recall. I know there's, like, obviously silica and, like, a bunch of other things. But well, copper. We have access to the World Wide Web yeah. at our fingertips. Mm. You guys have the laptops. But anyway. Yeah. That's sorry. true. Anyways. I, I don't want to derail Google. the conversation. I got, I got the I'll be the man in the here. chair. Um, okay. So, yeah, let's jump in. So, um, Tark, we are excited to talk more about Type 1 Ventures and also just generally um, share with our audience some of the space investment landscape and how it's looking these days. So, I guess to get started, my first question for you is, you know, how did you get interested in space generally? Um, mm -hmm. Because I know that you worked in other fields before coming into the space industry. And what inspired you to build Type 1 Ventures? Yeah, I mean, uh, so I was a former founder. Uh, prior to that, I was in finance, but I went, started my own company. Didn't really understand how the ventures ecosystem is structured, how to position companies and finance companies from an early stage to, to growth when I built my first company. And so after about four years running that company, I decided to go to San Francisco. I started scouting for a different VC fund, and I saw the opportunity of how quickly space was growing I think one of the things that stuck to me was seeing the amount of satellites that had gone up to space and the amount of people that had gone up to space and the projections that were about to eclipse that. 
almost, an, I think annually now we send up more satellites than ever went up from like the history of time till 2018 or something like yeah. that. So there's like a figure there. And so it was like the internet moment. If you ever hear Jeff Bezos speak about when he started Amazon, he, you know, drove across the country because he had seen this data on like internet usage. And for me, it was the same idea of seeing the space industry grow. And uh, we were starting type one at that time. A lot of the space companies I was looking at, uh, in particular, um, we looked at OrbitFab really early on. And he says, look, I'm building gas stations in space. I'm like, oh, I'm brown. I like gas stations. Like, this, is, this, sh this can work. Like, and uh, we ended up putting a check in there as one of our first investments. We invested in Made in Space. And, um, you know, if I would have known how hard it is, like the first few years of raising the fund, I probably would have not done it. <laughs> but we, we, went, we got through it. And yeah. um, I guess naivety works in a way yeah. to start. But we learned a lot and we were at the right place at the right time as a team. And now uh, we're very thankful to be able to have an office in London, mm. office here in L.A. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we love OrbitFab. I'm a huge fan of OrbitFab. But what's kind of the uh, apart from that, right, what's the overall mission? Tell us about the firm. Tell us yeah. about Type 1 Ventures. Yeah. So uh, if you know the Kardashev scale. Uh, there's a, it's Kardashev scale is this theoretical. <laughs> okay. He also doesn't know Star Trek, so we'll Oh gosh, him. okay, hey, I am, listen Not that here. those are related, but just. Okay, wait, Star yeah. Trek or Star Wars, which one are you guys? <sighs> My entire community will hate me if I say Star Wars, but like. I thought you were Star Trek. Uh, Star Wars? Okay, Tony, don't make it obvious, okay. You heard it here first, breaking news okay. across my screen. I'm a Star Wars guy for sure. Yeah, I'm a Star Wars guy for sure. Yeah. Shoot. Wow. We're, gonna, wow. We're like the we lost all of our yeah. followers. I am in recovery, as we covered last episode. Yeah, I'm at least on you're trying. episode 13 of season one of Next Generation and really enjoying it. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay, but back to, yes. back to this important question. So there's a guy named Nikolai Kardashev. Okay. He's a Russian astrophysicist. He actually passed away recently. Um, and he created a theoretical scale of how you categorize civilization. So there's a theoretical type three civilization and type four and beyond. A type two would be what you see in Star Wars. Some uh, civilization that theoretically can put a Dyson sphere around its star, harness all of the energy of its star. And then if you see how much energy is harnessed plus stored and utilized, you can extrapolate the level of technological advance that civilization two? has. That's type That's two. two. Okay. A type one civilization is a civilization that can harness all of the energy of its planet Right now, we're a 0 0.7, 0 0.73 civilization, and we'll probably get to type one within 50 to 100 years and a type two within 1,000 years. Okay. So for us, it was like, okay, we have a 100-year investment thesis that we can break up into 10 years and invest and get, because that's inevitable that we'll get there. Sure. Theoretically, it's inevitable we'll get to type two as long as we're not wiped out right. um, mm -hmm. and become extinct. So, wow. Hugh Graham Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting because obviously type one has such a different, I think, um, you know, sort of like goal and objective uh, versus like other venture capital firms. I mean, there are others that invest in space, but I have to say, I think it's really refreshing that you all have this like very like long-term view, but as you put it, like kind of bringing that back down to like a bite-sized like investment scale um, for the moment. But, you know, I think it's just really, uh, differentiating, you know, from other firms Thank out you. there. Thank you. I think, I mean, there's amazing firms out there that all do great work and we work mm -hmm. with a lot of them. Um, when it comes to our, our strategy, it's, we still don't invest in science projects for us. They have to be, you know, things that can, you can build a business around. And that's mm -hmm. where I think 
we get really excited when we see a big vision, mm-hmm. but there's a business behind it and there's ways to scale into that business. Take, yeah. take how SpaceX started. You have a company that comes to you and says, I want to go to Mars. We're like, yeah, okay, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, but if you say, okay, we're going to build a small rocket and that small rocket's going to take some stuff that's going to make us some money up to space. And then that next rocket's going to be able to take our own satellites. And we'll make money off that. And with all that technology and, and, and talent that we're bringing on to do those small projects, the long-term vision is Mars. So if I, I, I like to see companies that have a long-term north, like this could be a huge, you know, 100 billion plus company. And even if they don't reach the, like to that goal, yeah. there's still something in between that can make them a very valuable business. And that's how you, I think, move forward a lot of these innovative concepts that were usually just relegated to government. Yeah. I think that's the cool shift that we're seeing right now in the industry is things that were only for government yeah. and big primes now can be done by you know, non-government. Yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, one of the aspects of that is budget. When maybe me 10 years ago, a lot of people, when they hear VC, they just think you're in the business to make a ton of money and that's it. Well, I know yours is different. You guys have a really wicked mission. So tell us about why type one is different because I really appreciate this. Yeah. I think when you look at so you have to understand private equity VC, early stage VC, growth VC, and like the, de- the delineations of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we're in it to make, like to, to make money. Like incentives have to be aligned. Mm-hmm. The people that join these startups are in it to make money. The people that start these startups are in it to make money. Now, is that your primary objective or your secondary objective? For us, we believe that our primary objective will lead to making money. Right. It, that's a product of it. We're not like, okay, we're going to do this because it makes us money. We're going to do this because it's aligned with our overall investment thesis. And because of that, there's a long-term place for that business or whatever it is that's going to progress us forward. Right. For us as a VC firm, we take the approach of supporting our portfolio and being hands-on with our portfolio. So most VC firms take their 2% management fee or whatever they make and they're, they're investors and they'll put a check in. A lot of VC firms do that. Yeah. And, and some do like we do, where we try to be a little more hands-on, where we spend our time after we make the investment. I have a bigger team than I otherwise would need. And so we have a bigger team that can support our portfolio or select companies in our portfolio that, that we, and we help them for the first three, six months after they, get, they join the portfolio and then they, they scale and they don't need us anymore. And then they forget about us like, like kids. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he nods to me as though I would know. Hey, you're beating me still. You guys He's are the parents. Yeah, got, no, it's You've true. got four, dude. I do have a lot. You had twins, lot. and we're like, let's do this again. Na- na- <laughs> let's do it two more times. <laughs> I think that's like maybe the definition of insanity, but yes. Um, okay, so Tarek, you already talked about what a type one civilization is, but maybe can you share what you think the major drivers or themes or technologies, you know, that we hmm. need to get us there? I mean, long term... Well, so type one doesn't only do space. So we look at space and deep tech. Okay. And the way we look at deep tech is, you know, space adjacent technologies that could have a benefit to in our, on Earth today. So take robotics, automation, you know, advanced semiconductors, uh, advanced energy transfer, batteries, that sort of thing. That falls under the deep tech category. And we also have like a small uh, in interest in longevity. Okay. So how do we allow humans to live a lot longer? I think Peter Diamandis said this and said, you know, for us to extend our average life expectancy from 80 to 100, it's preventive care. And then you have genetic care that will extend us past 100. And so I think theoretically, it's very possible for humans to live a lot longer than 100 years. And when we do that, think about it, you study for 30 years, 
And then you start to figure out how life works when you're like 40 or 50. And then by the time you're 60, you retire. Mm. Right. So we spend all of this investment to get our populations up to like productive levels. And that we have like 10 working years left. Correct. Yeah. And so now imagine if those lifespans were a lot longer, how that would benefit humanity over time. Mm. So that's why we look at longevity, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, the productivity of, of assets, whether it's farming, whether it's, you know, land, whether it's uh, logistics through robotics and automation can also ag aggregate more to the GDP, which means there's more abundance. And with more abundance, you have more free resources for folks to, you know, for the regular person and then for um, us to explore beyond Earth, mm -hmm. solve all the problems on Earth. If you look at companies in our portfolio of space, we look at in-space manufacturing, which you can make a semiconductor made out of diamond. And that semiconductor is more fuel efficient, uh, it charges cars faster, it uh, reduces the energy consumption of, of, uh, of, of electric vehicles. So with that material made in space, you can remove, with I think one mission of SpaceForge, you can remove as much CO2 from the atmosphere, uh, expected to produce CO2, than all of the cars on the UK road in one year. Wow. And so there's actual benefits that impact humanity. This is what we're looking for. And so I think I answered your question, but yeah. it's, it's more so we think that it's not just the rockets. I actually don't want to invest in any more rocket companies because I'm the hat to tell you all. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think launch is overcrowded. So it's like, what do we do when we get to space? Okay. What do we do when we're on the moon, when we're on Mars? Like, what are the things that we're going to need there? Granted, those things aren't going to be useful on in space today or five years from now. Yeah. But can we find a terrestrial market to advance that technology so when it's ready to go to space, when launch costs are low enough, when we have a colony on the moon, when we have a colony on Mars, just take that terrestrial technology and place it there. Mm. Okay, I, I wanna ask you this, not because I'm accusing you of being like this or doing this, but I think you, have, you probably have a really interesting take on it. You mentioned that you guys focus on longevity as part of your mm -hmm. portfolio, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But as we know, preventative care mm -hmm. uh, for reasons of, we'll just say, we'll throw random words out there like money and politics. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, not going to happen uh, naturally or mm -hmm. easily. Why should we be focusing on space to make humans live longer and to make us multiplanetary when we probably should just be focusing on humans that are living right now? Devil's advocate, I I have my own opinions, but I want to hear yours. Yeah, so I think, so if I can restate your question, you're saying, why spend on space? Like, our longevity investments aren't related to space. That's right. just earthly, like, you know, genetic research, right. uh, liposomal research, that sort of thing. Um, so don't, let's not put those two together. Totally. Over time, in the future, they'll probably be together and they'll, they'll, they'll play off each other. Um, if you look at space investing as it pertains to NASA, I think it's half a percent of the U.S. budget. Mm -hmm. it's, about, to, it's about that. About stuff. half a percent. Mm -hmm. And I think we spend on military maybe like 30 or percent or some odd percent. I don't know the exact number, but it's in the tens. They just actually, I think last week, they just proposed a 10% uptick in, anyway, the DOD budget. Okay. Fun and then times. what are entitlements in this country? Do you know the, the figure? I think it's no. tens of percents as tens. well. Okay. And so if we make the argument that, okay, this irrelevant, minuscule, it looks big on numbers, but as a whole, it, we shouldn't spend it. There's a lot of things that are, that come from NASA in the sixties and seventies, toasters, you guys like toast, toasted bread, 
your cell phone, the semiconductors, Problem a lot of the now. innovations <laughs> that are in everyday products now were originally designed in NASA or, or through the space industry. Any like Silicon Valley was born out of the space industry. So there's a, there's a, there's a NASA study that said during the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s, for every dollar the government spent, there's a return to the general populace of 40 to 1 or 7 to 1, depending on the year. Government spend, not in general, you mean NASA-specific? NASA-specific mm -hmm. expenditures. And so, sure, you're not going to see that that dollar spent is going to solve somebody's direct need sure. today. But we should be investing in the future. We should be looking for a brighter future as opposed to saying, let's just solve, let's just put out the fires of today. We are aware that there's a lot of problems in the world, but there's less problems in the world today than there was 100 years ago, and there was 500 years ago. Sure. And so for us to look long-term, we want to say, what do we need to make 100 years from now better? And throughout, things are, you know. And there are companies working on today. Correct. And you're choosing to work on that. And, and, and the space companies, like the space entrepreneurs, all the people who, who worked for, for NASA throughout the years, like everyone stands on the shoulders of giants for every other generation. So for us to make the argument that, there's all these problems on Earth. We shouldn't try to make the future better is, is not something I buy. Mm. And you talk a lot about humanity becoming interplanetary. So how do you see that transition happening from Earth to Moon to Mars and in what sort of timescales? So if you look at the migration from the old world to the new world, meaning Europe to America, um, I think it'll be very similar. There'll be a lot of similarities. It'll rhyme. History never repeats itself. It rhymes. Um, I think what we have to look for is the cost of launch coming down, continuing to come down, which will open up economic opportunities for people to go. Mm -hmm. Why do people move from, you know, Europe, Ireland, the Middle East, to the, to the U.S., to, to North and South America? Is there was economic opportunities. Why did people move from the East Coast to California when there was like 100 people living out in California at the time? Because there was a gold rush. Right. And then actually Arizona and, and New Mexico became states after California. You would think that they would have become before. Sure. But that's but because... But they just came straight to California. Because there was a gold rush. Sure. There was an economic incentive. And so as the economic incentives of space continue to align, granted the first tens of hundreds or hundreds of people will be scientists, very specialized roles yeah. to set up those colonies, you, probably backed by government. Look at Artemis and all these things that are people happening. People that built the railroads out here, the people that made the infrastructure to get there. But then at some point you'll have, you know, somebody that wants to open up a restaurant. Mm. Like we're talking 10, 25, 30 years from now. But I do think that that's going to happen and it's inevitable. So what can we invest in along that trend line that is going to make that goal more achievable? And... Um, how long after the moon do you think we're actually going to start having any sort of real cadence of people going to Mars? You, didn't you just tweet this or, or I did. Res I respond did. to a tweet? I actually tweeted it. Um, <laughs> and then somebody made a poll. And uh, I think I gave an exact date when I think it'll happen. I made a really disappointing answer, but I want you to... Yeah, we're not friends anymore. And, okay, so... Let's take, so you, you have the home and transfer orbit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's every 2.2 years. Mm -hmm. um, I believe you have to send 
eight. So first you have to see the milestones. Yeah. If Starship, when does Starship go orbital? Mm -hmm. When does Starship get up to a cadence where it's reusable? When does Starship get to a, the ability to land on Mars? And so depending on how fast they hit those milestones, you could say 2029, 2031, 2033, and so on. And so I think it'll for sure happen in the 2030s, but my mm -hmm. aggressive over-optimistic self, because that's what VCs are, um, says 2029. To get a human? To get the first uh, non-human flight. Okay. okay. I think 2039, 31, we get the first humans. Because the first starship that goes is going to be the supplies for the colony. Mm -hmm. It'll land. I mean, you could read the case for Mars. Uh, Robert so Zubrin really mm -hmm. talks well about the, the Mars Direct. Mm -hmm. yeah. they have to, but SpaceX has to figure out refueling a starship in orbit. Mm -hmm. I think those things will happen in the next year, two years, three years. I'm very bullish on their ability to do that. We're mm -hmm. investors in SpaceX. I mm -hmm. think SpaceX will be the most valuable company of our generation. Mm. Um, and so you have to refuel Starship in orbit, then you have to send a Starship with supplies to Mars. You have to land that Starship on Mars. You have to then take the atmosphere, the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere to create your own fuel for the return flight, and then you launch humans. Which and is then, technology they're already testing, NASA's already mm -hmm. testing there, which is great. Yeah, like Lunar Outpost cr yeah. uh, created the MOXIE. We invested in Lunar Out Outpost. They invested, invented MOXIE, which actually created uh, oxygen. Yeah. So, and speaking... On, on the surface of Mars. Yeah. Speaking of SpaceX... Um, Which you're not really a fan of, right? What? SpaceX. Uh, I'm not, but I like, I like, <laughs> I like John Tucker. John Tucker? John Tucker, that movie? Yeah. Remember? John they, Tucker must yeah. die. I don't know why... I, what? <laughs> no, not, not the... What's that movie that the guy went to Mars? He was like in the... John Carter. Oh, John, yes. like John, Tucker John Tucker. John Tucker. Yeah, I don't know where, I where like, it came from. You're going to do really that is, well. That is the trivia. biggest heartbreak. <laughs> John Carter not having a sequel is the biggest heartbreak of our generation. You haven't? No. Oh, it's, it's really so good. fun. It is yeah. so good. Okay. But they didn't make any more. It flopped. No. Wow. Let's bring that back. Um, back on SpaceX. <laughs> so just to, just to roll this on back. Do you think SpaceX is going to go public anytime soon? Or do you think they're going to stay private indefinitely? Um... I mean, you can, you can look at what Elon has said. They'll keep it private um, until they reach Mars. But they're That's what he has said pretty explicitly? Very explicitly. Okay. Because if you're a public company, you have to report to shareholders every three months. Mm. If you're a private company, you have longer time horizons. So the sooner you go public, the sooner you have to report on earnings and all these things. And maybe you're working on a long-term project, say Starship, that is going to be a loss leader in your company. You're going to spend all this money. Do you want the pub, pri, public shareholders to look at that and really negatively yeah. impact your share price, which then negatively impacts your hiring, God your fundraising? dies or something like that. All that. So it's in their best interest if they their long-term mission mm -hmm. is to go um, to Mars. Mm. And they don't need to go public. Yeah, There's so Define. much yeah. demand to invest <laughs> in SpaceX, even at $150 billion valuation. Okay, I would true. personally continue investing in SpaceX up to like half a billion dollar, a trillion dollar valuation. Like I still think it's an amazing investment today, not knowing what they're going to do and, you know, when it reaches that valuation. Mm -hmm. If you look at the comparatives, I think Dutch East India Company is the yeah. closest comparison. And that was a seven trillion dollar company adjusted for inflation. Mm. Holy cow. Wow. I had not heard that before. Neither have I. That's interesting. Quote me. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, wow. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Well, and I guess we'll see. I mean, obviously, like, I know with Starlink, too, everything happening there, I mean, it seems like SpaceX is really well positioned to just keep chugging along the way that they are. But, um, but I mean, back to, your, back to what you said before is, like, how does space impact humanity? Like, that's a positive impact, getting Internet to everybody in the world. Yeah. Like, a hundred years ago, to get an education, you had to be, you know, 1% of 1% to go to any university. Now, anybody can access information just with a cheap cell phone. Right. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. Education is Free key. education. Free education. Mm-hmm. I learned everything on YouTube that I know. <laughs> you must have been watching our channel. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Sorry, had to. Um, okay. I did. I watched your yeah, channel. Yeah, okay. I oh, continue yeah. to watch yeah. your you channel. you hear that? He did. All right. You heard it here, folks. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the Type 1 companies. Um, any big highlights or any news or updates that you can share with us here? Yeah, or you mentioned OrbitFap and SpaceX, but I'm really curious about some of the other ones too. So I'll just do like quick fire of some of the stuff we've done. Um, I don't know what I can share that's not, because I think I don't want to overstep any of the founders and share their thunder before they announce it or sure. get them in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, actually, feel free. Um, yeah, if you so did, it's that'd really be fine. on the show, preferably yeah. into the mic as Exclusives. close as you can. Um, it depends. Why do we keep drinking coffee at the same time? Get out of here! <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so yeah. we we did Gravitix. Gravitix is a space station components manufacturer. They build. So it, the ISS was built by Talislani, essentially. Mm-hmm. All the the HABs, all the pressurized vessels, all the modules is what you call them, was built by. Primarily one company, like the Japanese Space Agency made the JAXA module as well. But all of those modules were built for old generation launch vehicles, which were really tight on weight. Mm-hmm. If you're climbing Everest, you got to cl- make sure all the weight that you have in your backpack is, you know, specifically needed. Mm-hmm. And so those modules are built with something called isogrid, meaning you build the module and then you remove as much weight as you can, bringing down its safety factor. Now we don't have that problem because there's new, more powerful launch vehicles of today. Mm-hmm. So Gravitix said, we're going to build modules for Falcon, for Starship, for New Glenn, for all the next generation launch vehicles. And we will supply those to all the space station operators like Axiom, Blue Origin, Voyager. Interesting. Individual um, sovereigns that will be able to, to build their own space station. I see mm-hmm. a future where countries will have their own space stations. Private corporations will have their own space stations. And that future is a future where SpaceX brings down the cost per human to go to space dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so when you bring that cost down, where do the humans go? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's Gravitix. Um, very cool. Lunar Outpost, they are building um, hardware that can withstand the lunar night, so lunar rovers. The map rover? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then if one. you can build a rover that's good enough to withstand the lunar night, you can use that on Earth. Yeah, that's true. So now they have, I think, they have tens of millions in revenue from terrestrial business wow. that advances their space business. Wow. And it's terrestrial business that actually improves, like, for example, if you want to see a methane leak at an oil plant. That's a lot you, of sensors, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like figuring that stuff out, and you're, you're saving the, the, the climate in that, in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that really love those guys. Justin Cyrus is, is, is amazing. He's actually also been on Celestial Citizen he podcast has. season two, I want to say. I'm Justin gonna... and I went to Colorado School of Mines together, oh. which is also a sponsor of our show. So Of course, got to get the plug. Yeah. Got to plug Thanks, it. Thanks, Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> Space resources, I should add. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's doing well. Yeah. yeah, I'd say so. Um, and then on the non-space side, we've done this company called 
It was, it used to be called Holodi and now it's called one X. If you're listening to me, I don't really like the name cause I want more than one X, um, <laughs> but they're awesome. They have a humanoid robot, uh, that, that for example, ADT works with them and it replaces, it enhances the security guards in Whoa. their corporation. Um, and so they're doing really well. Uh, I don't know if I can say this. Say it. You can say it. Yeah. I can easily cut it if you want. We're okay, like, yeah, we so can keep a secret. I won't. I won't so, publish so it. So OpenAI, uh, Sam Altman, who yeah. uh, mm -hmm. did um, did led the round, and we invested. And I think there's a really in, real interesting case of having an AI company, and then you have the humanoid robot company, and then they pair together. And I think that's where that, this one's going. Interesting. So really excited about them. They're based out of Finland, Sweden. I don't I don't know one of those two. One of the yeah. one of the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. Um, wow. So really excited about them. We, we, we did this company called Averna. So you guys ever use uh, Drano or Mr. Clean? Yes. Okay. Well, this is like Drano for your for cell. For your what? For your cell. Like your body. Yeah. What? All right. What? So Averna. Drano. <laughs> is that what they, is that the question? That's the thing. Know. That's the quip. Yeah. Anyway, you may have to cut this, but okay. um, Essentially, what it does it. is you have a license. You know what a mitochondria is, right? Yeah. That's an organelle. Powerhouse, baby. Okay, cool. Powerhouse okay. of the cell. <laughs> then you have the lysosome. The lysosome is your garbage disposal of the cell. Mm -hmm. As you get older, that lysosome becomes less acidic. Oh. When it's less acidic, it can process waste less effectively. Okay. So as you get yeah, older- you're more hungover. Yes, it's really well, bad. I mean, just one say, glass yeah, of wine and I'm done for three days. Wow. It's really That's bad. That's aggressive. It's <laughs> really bad. I, I think I probably got to see a doctor. Or yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not that bad. I'm, I like to exaggerate. Um, but yeah, why? Um, well, don't even get me started on tequila. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, Unless we have a tequila sponsor. He knows no, I just, I, I still mess with it and I just deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So a lysosome removes the waste from your cell. So when a cell dies, the other cell's lysosome can clear out the waste. Okay. okay. When you get older, you can't do it as effectively. So then yeah. fatty liver disease, Alzheimer's, a lot of these mm. things are caused by lysosomal dysfunction. Okay. And so Averna is targeting to reacidify the lysosome into old age, effectively processing waste more effectively, which could have a longevity effect. Wait, I don't People in LA are taking bovine colostrum now. Have you heard about this? I don't know what, what? that is. What? Yeah. Like Bo bovine, like, like, a, yeah, like a beef? Yeah, heard about it. Bovine colostrum. It's like, Isn't do bovine you know like what a colostrum cow? is? I feel like this could be a real education. Colostrum is... <laughs> You know what? Let's not go into it. Yeah, it's just really good for just babies like, in their first couple weeks of life. So anyway, the point is, is like you can get it off cows and oh, humans in LA are taking it. And apparently it like makes you young. It's anti-aging, like you're glowing. Wait, and something is anti-aging and people in LA are interested in it? Yeah, I know. It's shocking, right? Weird. Is that why everybody's lips in LA are just like... They're just less signs. Yeah. It must be. Yeah, it has nothing to it's do not, with all those needles. Nothing. Okay, yeah. got it. No. That's so, just Botox. Anyway. Oh, wait, we love LA. Sounds, God, love yeah, LA. Yeah. No, just like. We I may mean, need to cut a lot of stuff out of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway. Okay. Well, do you have any other questions for Tarek? Because I have quite the fun segments. Let's get into the here. fun stuff. This was awesome. Those yeah. were good. good. Yeah. I feel like we, uh, we learned a lot here. Or I guess, people. is there anything that you are really pumped about that we didn't get a chance to ask about mm, yet. Good question, Tony. Argo Space. So I love those guys. Uh, they're here in LA. And so Argo, what they're doing is they're going to the moon and taking up the top layer regolith using and then extracting the water from the moon and then using that water for propulsion. Right. For their like... Hydrogen, oxygen. 
Correct. Water is the oil of space. Water mm -hmm. is the most abundant thing in our solar system. Mm -hmm. So it, does it, it only makes sense to use in situ resources for the future exploration, the future like tugs, moving things around from the moon's surface, et cetera. Um, so these guys are, you know, three former SpaceX uh, uh, team members. They're all brothers. Mm. They're the Carlisle brothers. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, love those guys. Heard, oh love. yeah, there's three of them or four of them? Yeah, there's one that has the name of a Pokemon. His name is Kirby. Um, what? That's a Pokemon, Kirby. right? No, Kirby's. It's not. Is it? No, it's I don't not. know. I know. I'm not a Pokemon. Maybe after Ma first. Oh no, it is. It actually. is right. It's the pink thing. No, yeah, that's it's like a, okay. Kirby well, anyway. has his own shot. Anyway. I love Kirby. It's Kirby's okay. the man. In Super Smash, you choose Kirby. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he's really good in okay. Super Smash. Um, I, I hope we're gonna tag him in this one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then Robert and Ryan, they're great. Okay. Um, you know, we we led their pre-seed round. They're oh. doing incredibly well. Wow. They just got a NASA or uh, Air Force contract. Mm. Cool. Um, nice. Really excited. Boost VC did that that investment with us. And um, really keep an eye on those guys. Argo yeah. Space. Okay. Right. Argo Space. Very I like cool. the name. I know. It's a good name. It is. Yeah. Um, so okay. we've gotten the people here to, to like you quite a bit, and that's about to change in this next segment. Maybe. <laughs> Somebody likes me? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... Slide in the DMs if you do. You probably will get some like DMs after this episode. Right. Or like on YouTube. There will be some people... Oh, well, I don't know. Our YouTube audience is pretty... Heavily male right now. <laughs> okay, don't, 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 <laughs> but no. The most actually, entertaining outcome is the most didn't probable. Didn't we talk right? about this yes, on the show yeah. where we were like, if there was a dating app for people in, who are like obsessed with space, like you don't even have to work in the space industry, but you just have to have a mindset about space. Right. I bet like people would, they have like farmers.com or like, far, they have a dating okay, app for farmers. Let's not bring that here. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. That is a horrible idea. You could be idea. like the test case. You could be like the First the commercial house. type yeah. one ventures presents. Be like, you can meet Tarek. Meet in space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only reason I'm, I'm investing in space is because my ex asked me for space. So here I am. There we oh. go. <laughs> okay, roll the commercial oh, and then that's we'll. That's a good one. All anyway, right. wow. On that note, this cold brew is fantastic, it's Brett. Really, so good. really Thank good. Thank you again, Copper Moon Coffee. Also, all of our sponsors, Colorado. School of Mines, Space Resources. Don't again. forget the middle names. Come I know, on. there's so many names. Uh, <laughs> Humans to Mars. Mars. Multiverse Media, thank you. We mm -hmm. appreciate you. Um, and anybody else who wants to sponsor us, let us know. Um, okay, so in this next segment, uh, we're going to do Kiss, Mary Kill, Space Edition. All right, Star Wars, Star Trek, or Guardians of the Galaxy? Kiss, Mary Kill. Ooh, definitely kill Star Trek. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, why? Why? I'll go into it later. Okay, okay. He's got to um, pick one. He's got to pick I one. I would, I would um, kiss, marry, kill, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would kiss Star Wars and I would marry Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, why? Oh. Yeah. Give me, a, give us a little reason as to one of them. I know why. Have you ever heard of Star Trek being, like, if you like Star Trek, you're politically lean left? Yes. And if you like Star Wars, you politically lean right? I, that's not true in my case. I've heard it. But yes. Okay. Well, just I just really like Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars a lot better. I just find it. Um, I, I find Star Trek as like you know it's I love it. But if I had to pick between Star Wars and Star Trek, sure, I'd pick Star Wars. Yeah. No. So uh, I thought you were gonna say. So what I Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the music, right? Oh, amazing! Volume yeah. two. Yeah. Full playlist. Yeah. Oh yeah, very good. It's like, see, I've thought about this. Like you, so actually, you I'm gonna get in trouble here. You guys remember LimeWire? Oh, do I yeah. remember LimeWire? That was the thing. LimeWire got so, so many viruses what was on the my computer. To it was Spotify. Kazaa. Also, Kazaa. do you remember that? 
precursor to Spotify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like something orange. Groove Shark. You guys remember? Yes! Oh, you guys remember Pandora? Yes, I do. Pandora. I hated what about Kazaa? Remember Kazaa? Kazaa. That was before LimeWire. Mm. That was good stuff. I don't know. Tim remembers Kazaa. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. The Gen Zers are like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, they'll just. Can I say that? For you can say whatever you want. Okay. That's why I like to say to people, I'm like, you know what? You need to respect me. I was born in the 1900s. Have you heard that joke? Yeah, I, I was born in the late 1900s. <laughs> Actually, I would, love, See, I like, would love to be born in 2000 because you'd never have to remember your age. Yeah, that's would be great. Like the other day, the other, well, I, so I, I, my birthday's in April. And when my birthday was coming up, somebody asked me how old I was. And I was like, well, I wonder how old. And I said 33 and I'm 32. Or I was turning 32. I was 31. So I, I, I didn't know. I, I genuinely didn't know. It was the first year I didn't know how old I was, so I had to go to like Google. I was like, calculate my age. Wait, if I was born on this day, and, and yeah, I like, had to calculate my age, and I went, I typed it in, and they're like, yeah, you're gonna be 32. I was like, oh, nice. see, I can always remember mine because it's like 90, easy. so it's easy. Yeah, but 2000 would be easier. Easier like, for sure. If you're born 2000, you're 23. Okay, we're moving on mostly because I don't want to have to answer that question. Okay, so fine. SLS, Saturn One, or Starship. Ooh, I would definitely marry Starship. Yeah. I figured. Um, um, we're going to just post hat. that with no context. <laughs> size. Where guys, are you going guys, on your honeymoon? Guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys. Size matters. Oh, man. So oh, you like them super heavy then, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The okay. thicker, the better. <laughs> for rockets, that is. Yeah, for, of, co of course. Oh, my God, my of mom course. watched this. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Okay. Interstellar, The Martian, or Gravity? Ooh, kiss, marry, kill. Okay. Um, how much money have we spent rescuing Matt Damon from places? I know. Too like, much. Honestly, Don't like, like Matt Damon. Saving Private Ryan. What is it? The Martian, Interstellar as well. He, he went crazy in that in one. I couldn't enjoy The Martian as much as I wanted to because I saw Interstellar first. Really? And he was a jerk. And then Although I saw I think Martian. he does invest in startups. So, like, Matt Damon, if you're watching this, I actually like you. But your characters. Uh -huh. Yeah, your characters are. You play a really good villain, which means you're a great guy, right? He's really interested in water. I loved Goodwill Hunting. That was Maybe good. I'm, be interested I'm in also very water. interested in water. Anyway, so to, to, to marry, I would probably marry Interstellar. Okay. Uh, what was the other one? Gravity, Martian. Mm -hmm. uh, kill Gravity, and mm -hmm. I'll I kiss Martian. Okay. Oh my God, totally. Same. Well, actually, I don't know. I think I would kiss Interstellar. Maybe. The Martian? The Martian has good music. I feel like The Martian's more realistic and like Interstellar's more movie. theoretical, so. Maybe it's just a fling with Interstellar. I don't know. I think he wants to marry it, see where it goes. That's a good point. All right, okay. next. Elon, e oh. That relationship <laughs> would be out of this world. I forget you have these. Can I do one? <laughs> I I, I have nothing. Have There's literally nothing no, on my screen. Go for it, go for it, my friend. Um, it. Elon, Jeff, or Branson. Okay, they're all dudes and- um, You still have to answer. Okay, kiss, marry, kill their, their space efforts. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. No. No, okay. No, the question stands. It's right, 2023. Right, right, we, can, right. we can ask um, this. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Elon's going to be a fighter soon. He might fight in Las Vegas pretty soon. Honestly, on that fight, Elon just has to sit on Mark Zuckerberg and he wins. <laughs> he's 6'1", 100. He's built no, like a. Mark like, has been. Mark is 5'7. Have out. you ever seen. Like a 5'7 guy versus 6'1? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Is Elon 6'1? So Elon's 6'1. A big guy. You know who's looking pretty stacked these days? Oh God, <laughs> SLS. But you better say something. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, like he's like. Oh, really, he's been. He's always been. He's been really working. No, not he has not. Not always, not always been. but. I mean, but he's definitely like working. I mean, he's not. No, I shouldn't say. I'm gonna, I'm he's gonna, not attractive. Can we go to the next question? <laughs> we should have asked her, Elon Jeff Branson. Uh, why don't you answer? Yeah, that you one. Elon answer Jeff this Branson. One. 
not answer. You're married. This is my show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't have to answer these questions because also they would for sure get me canceled with my community. So we're not going to do that. Yeah, um, I'm going to skip these questions. Am I going to get canceled on anything I said today? I don't yeah. know. Yeah? Everything. Everything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> is this bad? I've already posted on Twitter. Okay, good. Um, okay, so... It's a fear of mine. <laughs> Rock, I can't believe you just threw that one back on me. Rocket Man, Space Oddity, or Supernova Girl? No, those, this those, is the test. This, the, the songs, songs. songs the songs. Do I only you, know Rocket Man. Space Oddity. You know Space Oddity? You know if, I, if I hear it, I probably Ground know. Ground Control to Major Tom. Okay. Um, Supernova Girl's not the obvious. It's okay, Kiss cut. that one okay. and then marry Rocket Man. Okay. And I've, I don't know the other one. So. Supernova, you're going to kill Supernova Girl? I don't, I've, if you could play it for me, I would. Can we play Supernova Girl? I can. Tim's like... No. Brick. I can play a bad version. Don't of make it. these requests. Two seconds, I guess. All right. Okay, okay. So, did you, yeah, you're a child of the 90s. Like, mm -hmm. okay, did you watch the Disney Channel? I grew up in Latin America. We didn't have that. Whoa. So, this is going to be really shocking. In the 90s. I moved to, I moved to the US in 2000. So. Okay, well, it would have been on reruns, maybe. Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. I've seen it. I've, I, I don't remember it. So, Protozoa, talk about a heartthrob. Like, talk what girl was not into Protozoa? <laughs> what okay. guy wasn't into Protozoa? <laughs> oh. No? Cool. <clears throat> oh, wait, what? What? No, okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to play Supernova Girl. Okay. okay. This is the remix. Remix? Oh, there's a remix. Never heard this song. Yeah, neither have I. Are you on the original? Original, yeah, yeah. original. It feels like a bar it's in fine. Germany. It'll get you there. It's like a bar in Mass Effect or something this like that. The, um... Okay, definitely kill this one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is gone. I would kill the remix too, to be yeah. fair. This is, this yeah, is... the remix is bad. That's okay. terrible. Xenon Z3 and stuff like that. It's from the Z1. Z1. I, <laughs> I mean, obviously. What was Tim doing in the 90s? Tim was Going listening to, to the Beastie Boys. All right, all right. Let's no, go okay, to the next one. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Next one: Kiss, Mary, Kill, Carl Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson, or uh, I'm gonna let you take this. <laughs> Michio Keiku. Michio Keiku. I'm not gonna answer that. Okay. <laughs> Is Carl Sagan still alive? He's not. No. Okay, so you can't kill him. Shoot. <laughs> How he's, do you find he's, that loophole. These are I didn't even think about that. He's uh he's he's actually he's timeless. timeless. He is timeless. I would say like um he's dead, so I'm gonna say I'd marry him. Mm. All right. No repression. Wow. Yeah, I, I <coughs> the other two I are that's still a loophole. Yeah, that is a loophole. Yeah. All right. Black holes, asteroids, exoplanets. Black holes, asteroids, exoplanets. Mm -hmm. Oof, okay. Um I'm gonna uh Sorry, something came to my mind, and I, I'm not going to say it. Um, which exoplanet? Wait, what? Never mind. Never mind. Um, we'll give you all seven Trappist planets. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the third one or fourth one's probably habitable. I uh, will see. We'll yeah, see. Hopefully, the data will come out. If this we year. live forever, tidally lock see. though. Yeah. Just don't cross the line. Oh, you know. Anyway. Yeah. You like the beach, so you'll like the sun side. <laughs> that's true. I do. Yeah, that's true. Um, so wait, I have to kiss, marry, kill an asteroid? Yeah. Asteroid, black hole, exoplanet. I feel like this is really clear cut, this one. Yeah. I have yeah, opinions about just this. Logistically, it doesn't work. Yeah, because we were really concerned with logistics when we wrote them. You definitely what, kill a black what is hole, like, guys. Like, you don't want to, like, leave it looming out there. It's just going to suck okay, you Okay, so have you guys ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Marrying an exoplanet is like marrying, uh, what's the guy that made Peter, guy. Quill's, Peter Quill's dad? Yeah. And that was a bad story. Oh. So you never want to marry or kiss that guy. So you definitely kill the planet. 
Because then you become like a, okay. he's probably an egomaniac celestial. All right, so we'll kill the exoplanet. Marry asteroids for sure. You can what? get diamonds off asteroids. It's like Is that what you want out of your marriage? And look, uh, okay, so, and you probably- I want a marriage I can never escape hurt. from. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. The, the exo, so, so a black hole, you definitely marry because it's very like aligned. You, like you said, yeah. It's super attractive. It, huh? it drags yeah. you in and you can never get out. Yeah. But it'll and, also and suck all the light out of you. That sounds a little bitter. <laughs> you are the mar married ones, okay? So I didn't say it. Yeah, not I Don't marriage. cancel me. I don't know what you're talking it's about. them. Tony, yeah. Anyway, don't you get into I'm just, trouble? Kyle I, already anticipates that I'm going to say some. And then, and then you kiss <laughs> the asteroid. Kiss the asteroid because it doesn't have that much gravity. So you can say kiss my asteroid. No. Oh. <laughs> no. I don't know. I've been that's known to have a couple. Uh, that's a good tucked away. All right. We got to move through some of these for time. Okay. So let's see. Ooh, this uh, one I'm really interested in. You do it. Okay, I'm stealing all of them. Don't steal that one. I would. I wouldn't. Okay. NASA, ESA, SpaceX. Okay, you kill ESA. Oh, my heart. ESA um, has a great threads account. I will say. Well, they're, they're, we, we've I been, really like them. Yeah. I'm team media. Twitter. Sorry. For now. I, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Uh, okay. But ESA, uh, you probably marry SpaceX and you probably kill, uh, you probably kiss uh, NASA. Marry SpaceX. Kiss NASA and just like and how good they are, right? Yeah. Like just like your in your opinion, how much like you like each their one. Their space, like I'm not gonna kiss SpaceX. Right. It's just a big rocket. You don't kiss a big rocket. I don't All know. right. Your words, not mine. Last one. Then we're going on to the next segment. All right. Okay. Space capital, Seraphim or Starburst? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I figured he wasn't gonna. Okay. I'll do. I'll do one more. Fair. Expanse, Battlestar Galactica for all mankind. I haven't watched any of them. Whoa! Okay, really? So that's okay. No, it is okay. I'm just, Bailey, this is exciting. Bailey I know, I know one of the I know one of the uh, the women that stars in Expanse. Um, so you can catch up on *For All Mankind* by watching the Celestial. Nadine, Citizen Nadine, Nadine. I know Nadine. Nadine. Yes, yes. Oh, she's, yeah, we went. She's to, we were cool. in *Space for Humanity* together. Nice. We oh, went to the, nice. the weekend last year. She's awesome. Very cool. Better ones. Um, but so I you definitely need to catch up. All three of those are worth a watch. Yeah. I heard. If you're gonna be on a long flight soon, I don't know. Yeah. Listening to an audiobook while maybe, you're running, maybe extreme cold. Okay, we're doing NASA oh fact or fiction next. We got to do these fast because we got a lot to get through here. Okay. So what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, so what you is... have to say whether you think it's fact or fiction. Okay, I'm gonna say something. Okay, in 2004, NASA partnered with swimwear giant Speedo. Fiction. Fact. Well, it's finishing. <laughs> NASA I just partnered Speedo with swimwear giant Speedo to help design a new swimsuit with reduced drag. Did you hear that? They partnered with a giant Speedo. <laughs> you it, said it. Was it Starship? Was it made for Starship? Uh, what was it made for? Do you I, it's for swimming. I don't Wait, know why so this is Wait, so NASA made a Speedo yeah, for Yeah, they like partnered Phelps? with Speedo, oh, 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 oh. Speedo to do for reduced drag for swimmers so they swim faster. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Jeff Bezos wears lucky boots to prevent failure during every Blue Origin rocket launch. That's obviously fiction. Fact. You and I are just... Well, they're not lucky. So. Oh, the peanuts are real, though. The peanuts are super real. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, next one. I'm working on a documentary about the space industry that covers the seedy underworld of black market space artifacts. Fiction. Fiction. Nice. Okay, the crew of Skylab. So that was a, too much of a mouthful. Yeah, it was a little too much. I had to, like, think about that one. I don't do a lot of thinking, so you got me to think. I didn't sell that but one But if well. you're interested I in did. investing, it sounds like a great documentary. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. The crew of Skylab 4 went on strike in 1974 because of the demanding schedule that NASA had set for them. 
in space. Mm-hmm. They like, just, like, they just went on strike. They just went outside the fucking... Watch, watch the earth float around. Yeah. Like, basically, they stayed in, but they're, like, not going to do any work. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. It is. It is a fact. Um, Tony just started watching Star Wars last month. That's a fact. Star Trek. Fiction. Ah, you got me. Gotcha. Caught him. Okay. Um, NASA has a chief sniffer named George, and he sniffs everything that NASA plans to send to space. George? George. Of the jungle? That's a <laughs> fiction. As he can be. It's fiction. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's one of my favorite That's clips of him sniffing. It's what fantastic. What happens? He's only lived for 10 years. NASA's been around for a long time. So has been there multiple Georges? Like George uh, the first, He's been there for like 30 George some years. It's been a while. Yeah, he's still there. I think. Oh, George is a person. I thought George it was yeah, a person. George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a dog. No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you say sniffer, like, like the, the guys at the, no, at the airport. Like a dude that, like, could you imagine if you went? Could you imagine if you went to the airport when they have the dog walking around to see if you have any drugs and it's just like a guy named George, like, sniffing you? <laughs> well, maybe in that's, retirement. So that's why I didn't think it was a human then. Oh, okay. I see. It's okay, a real yeah. guy and he's uh, a sniffer and he sniffs. And it's, yeah, that's a very subjective it's a thing. It's like the guy can say, oh, look. That's why it has to be him always. Because yeah. his smell doesn't can, change. But he can lie to you. Yeah, but... It's he? subjective no. because this it's... Okay, never mind. Poor Go George. His character is fascinating. I'm just right thinking now. of logistically, <laughs> there's probably a better way to do that. Okay, Elon yeah. Musk turned his house into a nightclub to pay for rent. True fact. That is fact. I host a monthly space rave in Pasadena that's invite only. Uh, that's a fiction. <laughs> you have four kids. Dang it. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, it's tell after, tell Okay, after. yeah, yeah. You talk about kids. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. Moving on. Next segment. Okay, it's truth or dare. Okay. Okay. So you can hear the truth and the dare and then pick which one, okay? Craziest business pitch you've ever heard or call the first contact in your phone who works in the space industry right now on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could we cut it if it says anything bad? Yeah. 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 Like, I have your word for that? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm the editor. Okay. And gonna, if, if it's real bad, we'll just do the craziest pitch you've ever heard. Okay. Not the craziest. We're, I'm yeah. going to do Dare. Okay. okay. And we're going to call Phil Siculo. Okay. Give us a background of yeah, Phil Siculo. Phil? Phil is the head of human space flight sales at SpaceX. And he was trying to sell me a space <laughs> flight to go to, the, to go to space myself. If he answers. He told me you have two customers. <laughs> Can I marry SpaceX? Oh, he's a fun guy. He'll answer the phone like, Phil Siculo, how can I send you to space? Oh my God, that's amazing. It's pretty good if he answers. We need him to pick up. Oh man. Anyway. You did the dare. I yeah, did the you dare. did it. I did hey, it. We'll take he it. didn't pick up. We'll take it. All right. Thing you like least about the space industry or sing your favorite space song? <laughs> uh, I don't sing. Um, cool, so there should be no shame if it's bad, right? Yeah. Not happening. Um, this is only coffee. It doesn't have any alcohol in it. Um, I would say the thing I don't like about the space industry, historically, it's been very closed off to outsiders. And when we came in, we weren't space people. We didn't come from NASA. We, we just were people that wanted to invest in the industry. It tends to be closed off and it's changing, but when it's like, um, it's like a college party that doesn't allow new people to show up and the, all the friends know each other, but there's like a few clicks, like these people don't like each other and these people don't like each other and they don't get along and that's it. And because that's, they've been in the industry for 20, 30 years. Sure. Um, I think it's changing, but that's what I don't like about the industry that it's very like, like this is ours. Mm, yeah. No, you, I, 
you can I have agree it. with that. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. You want to take the last one? Here? I'm excited to see what I'll choose for this one. Okay. Who's the biggest ego in the space community uh, besides Brit that's not a billionaire or tweet out that Continuum podcast wow. is the greatest of all time? You chose violence today, Jamie. <laughs> Uh, I have an answer for that one. I'm going to clip back to you saying, this is my show. (laughs) Uh, Ask me a question. Okay. Truth is best ego in the space. Biggest, biggest ego. Biggest ego in the space community that's not a billionaire publicly or whatever. Yeah. Or tweet out that Continuum Podcast is the greatest of all time. Easy. See? And tag us and Celestial Zero citizen. hesitation with that. Right. Yeah, I, nice. I have an answer for that one, but like, I've already been canceled many times on this show. <laughs> I can't get canceled again. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to add little red lights in your eyes when you say a lot of these answers. I'm just going to lean into that. Uh, the conti- I don't know how to spell I'll, I'll do it later. Yeah, you can do it after, and that's fine. All right. I've actually already got it typed up for you. I just texted it to you, so if you just do it now. <laughs> I'll just copy paste. <laughs> okay, this last one's rapid fire. This is our last segment. It is space lingo word association. Okay, so I'm going to say a word, and you're just going to say the first thing that comes to mind like when you hear it. Like a Rorschach test. Kind yes. of, yeah. Okay, you ready? Okay. Launch. SpaceX. Orbit. SpaceX. <laughs> Celestial. He's hedging his bets. You. Citizen. You got to finish it, Celestial Citizen. Yeah. I teed it up. I mean, you said, what do I think about? I don't, think, like of a, you, I don't yeah. think of a citizen, I think of you. See, when Aww. I hear Celestial, I think using our code Celestial20 to get 20% off coffee. <laughs> Just <laughs> Nice. Nice. Okay, module. Uh, module, Gravitics. Yeah. Gravity. Matt Damon. Was he in that? No. But I, mean, I feel George Clooney, right? Yeah. But anyway, you've got Matt Damon on the brain. Yeah. My friend. <laughs> All right, cis lunar. Industry. Okay. Moon. This coffee. Mm. Oh, that's copper moon coffee. <laughs> use, the t- use the code celestial20 to get 20% off your first glass. <laughs> Happy Christmas in July. This is good. This is fun. Um, okay, Mars. One. Mm. Okay. I thought you were going to say SpaceX. All right, rapid. <laughs> Fire? Yeah, that's what this is right now. Yeah. Space. Hmm. My ex? <laughs> that's why you went into space in the first place. Right? I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. Funny. It's a dad joke. I'm, I'm, I'm going for a competition on dad jokes, guys. So yeah, we're going to tally them up. Anything that you get offended on that I said, I was just trying to make a dad joke. So If you want to liven Copper up the viewing coffee. experience, you can just take a shot anytime Tarek makes a dad joke. And yeah, whoa, yeah, next time. All right, keep going. Yeah. Rapid fire. Come on. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. That was 19. So, you know, that was pretty good, I thought. Um, okay, so that's a wrap for today. Tarek, thank you so much for joining us. This was too much fun. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. say. Um, we really appreciate you being here. We appreciate our sponsors, of course. Tony, thank you for co-hosting again. Of course. Um, and of course, uh, hopefully if you're watching this, you're already a subscriber to us in all the places, including Substack and YouTube and everywhere else. But if you're not, go ahead and do us a favor and subscribe, like, and share. And if you really like us, then you should definitely become a paid subscriber on Substack and support Tony and I. I all paid. Of our- yeah, that's right. Founding huh? Circle member, as I recall, right? I, 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 I think remember. so. Just not saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a hat if you do. Yeah, why where's, are you wearing Where's my hat? Did you send me my hat? I tried to. You never got back to me with your address. She was at the beach. You were, I don't know. <laughs> no. Wait, what? I will get you a hat. I will get you yeah, a hat. Yeah, I want a hat. Okay. I'll get I you love one. hats. 
All right. And we do want to do a special thanks for the sponsor of this specific episode. I know we've shouted them out a ton. Yeah. It really is really great coffee. Look at this shirt. It says Bean Me Up. Are you kidding? Blast off. They've got a Bean Me they Up coffee, Stargazer, Dark Sky, Blast Off, Artemis One Reserve. Wow. That's, they've got them all. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They've got mm -hmm. little of these. And they're space themed coffee and they're super mm -hmm. good. Oh, they're so, squishy? They're squishy. Yeah. They're like, Give it a squish. Give it a squish, man. Take it for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Try that on for size. I don't know. But if you if you oh want, God. it's actually Neither. affordable coffee. It's really really oh. good. It's been my favorite for years. Yeah. So go to the link below or you know in the description of this and use our code to get twenty percent off. Yep. And you'll like it. I promise. All right. Can I promise? Can yeah. I do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you this guys is, for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. This is Continuum, one giant leap every other week. And as a reminder, if you want to check out our original features, head to our website, www.continuum-hq.com. Now, this episode was also filmed with video, so to hang out with us in the studio, head to the Celestial Citizen YouTube channel. You can also follow us on Instagram at continuum.hq and on Twitter at continuum underscore HQ. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by subscribing to the paid version of our Substack newsletter so you can stay up to date with what's going on in space. You can find links to all of these in the description of this episode, and we'll see you in two weeks for the next one. This is Continuum, one giant leap every other week. <laughs>